You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. Our topic today is cancel culture. So societally, it seems like we're becoming more and more divided, and that's starting to creep its way into our interpersonal relationships. So what is cancel culture? Uh, How do we handle disagreement with others? And how should we as Christians think about those with whom we disagree? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey Donardo, who are other members of our leadership team. So uh, our topic today is cancel culture. So cancel culture, uh, what we're going to do right now is try to get a definition for it because it's one of those terms that's thrown around on the internet, but a lot of things are said on the Shut internet. Shut up, Jimmy. So, I'm yeah. done with you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Cancel. Okay, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Good. Uh, frame it up. Zach. Yeah. So I think... If you're unfamiliar with cancel culture, there are two ways to think of it. In, in one way is to say it is this cultural and social phenomena where uh, a person says or does something that um, the larger society deems to be unacceptable, and then as a result, the society uh, culture turns its back on that person, basically says, we don't want to hear from them, see them uh, anymore. Um, this particularly is relevant for celebrities because, of course, celebrities cannot exist uh, as much as uh, maybe it sometimes seems like we exist for them. Really, celebrities cannot exist without the larger society. So, you know, if you can't be a professional musician, if nobody buys you music, you can't be in movies if nobody goes to the movie, those kinds of things. So cancel culture often applies to a celebrity where people are saying we're not going to buy or read or listen uh, to your art anymore because you have said or done something we find unacceptable. It is also a particular phenomena to social media. So yeah. it, it can extend beyond that, but it is in large part something that that occurs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where people are uh, not following, unfriending, um, no longer uh, tracking with a person on social media because of something that they said or did. And that tends to be where the mob forms. Uh, it gains critical mass online, and now, that person is then, air quotes, canceled. Now, do we think that that uh, started with kind of the redefining of the word tolerance, where tolerance used to mean that I could disagree with you, uh, but I would fight for your right to have your opinion. Then tolerance moved to, no, uh, to be tolerant means to agree with me. If you don't agree with me, then you are intolerant. Yeah, And then that seems yeah. like that has gone on steroids to the cancel culture to where if the if the if the group decides it's all, it's like bullying isn't it i mean it's yeah. like uh, yeah. shaming somebody into kind of non-existence yeah i think for sure i mean it's definitely linked to you cannot be both tolerant and canceling someone at the right. same time those right. things are mutually exclusive. I think it can be bullying. At the same time, like a lot of things, there's an element of truth in it in that uh, platforms, the platforms that social media have provided have made it so that people are saying things in public that they used to only say in private. Right. So part of it is the culture saying- And not only they're saying them in public, but they're saying them in public- permanently yeah. in a record right. that yeah. you can look back. And so people and- are saying, you know what? It's not okay to be racist. It's not okay to be bigoted. It's not okay. And when you do those things, there are repercussions. So there, there is an element of saying what used to be said backstage, the musician is now saying on Twitter, right? Or right. what used to be said in you know, the proverbial boys club is now being said 
on Facebook. I mean, there is an element of that, but certainly it's linked to this idea that uh, if I don't like what you say, then I don't like you. Wouldn't you say, though, that uh, that the phenomenon carries into very much personal relationships oh, yeah. and then how even as a culture we have started to not be able to disagree without canceling someone or without just not, be, you know, ruining a relationship or disconnecting from relationships? I don't think there's a person in the world, including on this podcast, who hasn't canceled somebody. Whether it is like Joe literally canceled me four minutes ago. Yeah, he won't even look at me. Uh, (laughs) No, I I think there's an element in which bitterness is a form of canceling, right? Avoiding someone is a form of canceling them. You know, cutting them out of your social circle is. I mean, social media in some ways just puts a megaphone in front of it. It Just it has uh, you know twenty thousand people doing it instead of two people doing it because we all live. You know, it's weird to say, quote, unquote, public lives. I mean, I don't, social media is not reality in some right. ways and in right. other ways it is. And and I think it's just put it out there for everyone. But but I also think cancel, cancel culture is a little bit born out of pride, um, out of arrogance. Uh, you know, Joe, I, I've heard you say this before, and I think this is very true. When The first time I heard you say it, I, cut, I, I know it cut me to the heart, which is we tend to be harder on the sins we don't struggle with. And I think there's an element of that with cancel yeah. culture is like, hey, yeah. we're all better than this person because we don't think this. We didn't say that. And there's some of that uh, too. So there's a lot of destructive yeah. I would never forces. cancel somebody that identify yeah. with their weakness. Right? Yeah. And go, oh, yeah, yeah why? I, I, because I they could come for you, right? right? If that gets you canceled. It, but, right. if, but if it's something that, that I don't feel, I don't do, then you know maybe. I think there's also a sense in which you're proving yourself. Like, hey, I hate racism, and the way you know I hate racism is I'm canceling this person, or I hate bigotry, so the way you know that is I'm – it becomes a way of kind of showing um, – Trying to prove something. That you're on the side. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, – I mean, I'm, I, I've always known it inside of myself, but one of the uh, – one of the worst – sins or cancers of the soul is the self-righteousness and you know Jesus that's what Jesus went yep. after anything that feeds that we have to be really really careful of in the the cancel culture or saying that I will um I mean as soon as I start to cancel something somebody I feel like I am a better person than they are no right? doubt. yeah so I think uh, in with social media I would just encourage everybody be really careful well, I mean social media has has changed everything, everything. I, I I heard a comedian uh just not too long ago, talk about uh, it would be mu- it was much easier to be a celebrity in the 1980s, and he said because if you hated Lionel Richie, you'd have to buy a ticket to his concert to tell him, <laughs> yeah, and get a really spend some coin to get close enough to yell at him during a concert. And even then, he couldn't hear you. Yeah, right. right. And I thought that was really funny because, but it's true now. It doesn't yeah. matter. I you know I have had people say stuff on social media about me that yep. uh, was shocking that I don't know. They would never have had the pot, the the chance to say, oh, yeah. except for social media. So I think like part of it is that, uh, and this comes with social media, is that people are way more complex and nuanced than their Twitter accounts and their Instagram accounts. And so, if right. you look at something somebody said on the internet and uh, decide to cancel them because of that, you, you know, you haven't had a real conversation with them. You might have tweeted back and forth six times, but yeah. that's not you know any basis by which to make a relational decision. I don't think. Well, I think the other thing is, the, here's the question, the real question is, uh, do we want to be loved on the basis of performance? Because that that's right. essentially what it comes down oh, to. Wow. Do, yeah. do you, 
Because here's the truth. If you are going to start canceling people for saying awful things, there will be people who will justifiably cancel you because you have said something yeah, it's awful just a matter of time. in yep. your life. Yeah, you will, you have. So the, the question really becomes, are we really the sum total of our tweets? Are we the sum total of our actions? In other words, am I only lovable if I get it right? And am I not lovable? Right. Yeah, if I get it wrong. And by the way, right and wrong changes, right? Yes. So really, not, we're not even talking about objective right and wrong as much as we're talking about the mob. If the mob says, right. I'm right, I'm lovable. If it says uh, wrong, I'm unlovable. Right, because you have uh, some of those things where uh, like a uh, professional athlete uh, then has his Twitter account back when he was a junior in high school mm-hmm. and they sift through it and they mm-hmm. find something yeah. that he said – and then he gets as though you don't grow, right. as though you don't right. grow, as though. You, but I think here's the thing: the, the cancel culture, the real problem of cancel culture is it's anti-gospel, right? Because the gospel says if love is based on performance, no, no one is one lovable. Right, right. We are all canceled, right? We are all canceled. But and the only one who who had the right to cancel us decided not to. That's right. Well, he became canceled for us. Right. So we just really want to. Push the words, right? Jesus came and lived the one life not worthy of being canceled, and then on the cross was canceled. The Father turned his face away from the Son, right? But what in that moment, what God was saying is, I love you, and I do not love you on the basis of performance. So what's interesting is cancel culture says, get it right, or we will not love you, right? The gospel says, you did not get it right, but I love you anyway. So the gospel forces a person to say, God, you have every right to cancel me, but I'm so glad you didn't. But the problem, of course, is how can we be those kinds of people and then turn around and say, you know, of course, what comes to mind is the parable Jesus told, right, about the man who owes a huge debt he can't pay, he's forgiven, he turns around and he chokes someone, as though we go to church on Sunday and we hear about the, you know, in Christ alone, my hope is found, and then we leave and we get on Twitter and we go, oh, no, you can't say that, and we cancel Cancel someone. (laughs) It's the exact living out of that parable. It's anti-gospel. And for that reason, Christians have to be against it. But it's also true that if you get caught up in cancel culture, you will live with permanent anxiety. Oh, yeah. Don't believe me? Ask your kids. Ask your kids how they feel when they put things on Instagram, when they put things on Facebook. One of their biggest fears will be that they cross the line. So you all live with anxiety and dread that the wrong thing could could lead to me being canceled. And as soon as you say um, that we can be loved not on the basis of performance, um, you can almost I can almost feel myself kind of relax and go, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. I mean, to have somebody say... Uh, no matter how you are right now, no matter how many mistakes you've made, uh, I still love you. I'm not going anywhere, which is exactly what Jesus said. But you know what's fascinating about that? Because you could listen to this and you could say, okay, so we're just supposed to let people say racist things. We're just supposed to let people be bigoted. But but that's the point. Absolutely not. But the, the truth is that the gospel allows you now to say, hey, I don't love you based on performance. That, that is not the standard of love. Therefore, I can say to you, right? So cancel culture takes the racist and puts them in the trash can where they stay permanently. Right. The yeah. gospel takes the racist to the coffee shop yeah. and says, what you just said was awful. Let's talk about it, Right. Big difference. But cancel culture doesn't recycle. It doesn't have a recycling bin. But the gospel does. I mean, the gospel says- Which is what Paul did for to Peter, right, in Galatians. That's right. 
when Peter was acting like a racist, that's Paul right. didn't cancel him. Paul took him and said, listen, you've forgotten the gospel. And that's what he tells him. Right. He doesn't say that you being a racist is wrong, even though it was. He said, you have forgotten how Jesus loves you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, which, and it saved Peter. Yeah. It helped him. Yeah. And and that's where Christianity is maybe, maybe you know, the, the great thing I love about Christianity is that it says to the one canceled, God doesn't love you on the basis of performance, right? right? But it also says to the one doing the canceling, who I think is filled with dread that they will be next, God doesn't or love you. Self righteousness, the yeah. right? They have, yeah. That yeah. God doesn't love you on the. You know, Jesus tells the parable of the two men who are praying, right? And 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 the one man says, I "Thank you, God, that I'm not like this guy," right? And the other man just beats himself in the chest and says, "Have mercy on me. I'm I'm a sinner." And you think if you're the first guy, you even if you leave there thinking God does love me because I'm not like the other guy, then you got to wake up tomorrow and you got to still be not right. like that other guy, right? right? You got to every day, every day is a I fight know. to be loved, and I think that's the thing people doing the canceling need to hear is that you must be filled with dread, you you must feel as though you've got to prove yourself all the time, and if you're tired of that, if you're exhausted from that, there is someone who will love you even when your skeletons get discovered. Because I think a lot of what propels cancel culture is, if we're talking about that guy's skeletons, we're not talking about mine. But you don't need to be afraid of that. The gospel frees you to talk about your your hatred, your bigotry, your isms, right? Which we all have. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.